0: Look at the turn, oh that was brilliant Luke Bruce, Geez, is a good kick, it is a great kick, it's one for the ages, O'Brien, some Dust has settled on the trade period for 2019, and it's time to recap all the moves Hawthorne made the arrivals, departures, and the picks we're taking into the draft. Plus, we look at all the list changes as the Hawks' 2020 campaign begins to take shape. Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. It's No Trade Radio, and thank goodness for that. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me is a man who's far, far from home. G'day, Tiz. G'day, mate. Yeah,
1: it's uh, been a bit different following it from afar but I'm very
0: impressed with how the club's gone. I simply can't hold it in any longer, Tiz. Uh, we've got to talk about Mitch Lewis.
1: Yeah, well, that only just
0: happened today, mate, so just cool your jets. We don't even know how long it's for. Don't tell me to cool my jets with Mitch Lewis. That's the last thing I want to do. And yeah, you're right. We have no idea how long it's for. The Hawthorne website simply said it's a multi-year deal, which I guess is... Two or more? Anything other than one. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. He was already contracted to the end of 2020. So, I imagine, at the very least, it takes him to the end of 2022, which is uh, very exciting indeed.
1: Yeah, they need to secure him. I mean, he would have had the wind up him when they went and got Patton.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: it just makes him feel a bit more secure that, that, that he's going to be part of the plans. It's going to be pretty awesome. Actually, watching Gunston get the least able defender every week.
0: (laughs) It's becoming a pretty potent forward line. I mean, all things considered, there's there's a hell of a lot of firepower there. I'm going to be interested to see if teams are adept at stifling us. I mean, I know famously this year we struggled in our forward... um, Surges, at least and turning yeah. them into yeah conversions, but uh Jesus, looking uh, very optimistic at the moment, we
1: had no trouble getting it up there it was just <laughs> trying to score it was um e- even we were pretty good at keeping it in there, you know, but uh just the finishing was not there for us, so this looks fantastic for us the you could not have could not have asked for a better result, really, we've given away almost nothing and pit net. To get these guys
0: on paper, I mean, this is not a team that would appear to struggle to break 100 points. I know we did this year, but I mean, going into 2020, I would be shocked if we were stifled or, or incapable in much the same way. This is very promising indeed.
1: Oh, well, we can't rest on our laurels, but I can see how the boys would be, especially the boys that have got a few premierships under their belts, they can see the side is starting to emerge as another contender. With these kind of bookends, you know, and it just gives them a lift and can, makes them look forward to the preseason, or if you can look forward to a preseason, but you can just see that it can pay off, you know.
0: It's a reinvigorated list, and we're going to get stuck into the uh, trade period recap in just a moment, but before we do, we'll get to some social media stuff. iTunes, you can rate and review us on iTunes. We just hit 206 ratings, so keep them coming. It's really great to see, and we've got a review here from Rob O. Yeah, this made me laugh when I saw this. (laughs) come up. Rob O. <laughs> writes, I would rather drink paint thinners than listen to Del Santo and McClure. Hawk Talk pod my eardrums now. So, uh, I'm
1: up in far north Queensland. I was listening to trade radio from time to time when I could get coverage which is almost non-existent up here. <laughs> but then I tuned in for the last few hours of trade radio on was it a Wednesday Arvo or something?
0: Yeah, I think it was. and, yeah.
1: uh, and I, I I got on about uh, one o'clock. And then I heard, well, I think you guys told me that nothing could happen until after three. That's right. <laughs>
0: so I immediately turned it off, <laughs> which is the weirdest weirdest thing because I just talking bollocks for hours. Well, that's right. Because I, I, look, I didn't listen to much trade radio along the journey, but especially on that final day of the trade period, I thought, yeah, no, I'm on board here. I'm excited. I want to see what goes down. And uh, so I was listening for much of the morning and it was on Del Santo and McClure's shift that they realised, they were informed that nothing could actually go through for another few hours because they've spent their whole shift talking things up and then realised at the very end that it was all for naught, that nothing was ever going to happen whilst they were on. And they were as blindsided as anyone was. What a
1: sadistic producer that is.
0: (laughs) That is truly on their producer to not let them know. Probably strategic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'd have to be. Uh, Anyway, Del, Del Santo's gone from strength to strength with these top seven or whatever it is for next year, and oh, there's so much strange stuff. And you're right, it's going to be a very long summer.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly what I tweeted, and uh, I mean, it feels like it today, and it'll feel like it tomorrow. If people keep on coming out with top seven predictions, did he even state a particular order? For his top seven, it's just, it's absolute rubbish they're riding at the moment. Oh no, that'd be a step too far, getting them in order. Come on, can't, <laughs> even, get, can't even get the eight right. That's right, yeah. Unless we forget, he tipped us for what, 15th or 14th? Oh, dear.
1: Yeah, with glee. With glee. Oh, he
0: did, yeah. No, it gave me immense satisfaction to take the mickey out of him when the season was done. Uh, Well, what else have we got here in terms of social media? We've got Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Let's get us to 2,000 followers by the end of the year. That would be awesome. Help us build the community over on Twitter. We're also keeping you in the loop over on Facebook, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And, of course, Tiz, we've got Patreon. Yeah, we've had a couple of subscribers on there recently, so people are joining
1: the party and... It's good. I've I particularly enjoyed Twitter over the trade period.
0: Oh, hasn't it been fun?
1: That trade whisperer. Jeez, you came for him when he was just dangling nothing in front of people. <laughs> that was very strange. Well, isn't that his MO? Your trade
0: wizard is far better. Who's sorry? I, th- I think I think you must be mistaken. I'm not the AFL trade wizard. You're not? No, but mate, Would I? would I do something like that? <sighs> think about no,
1: it. Obviously, actually. No, you're a thoroughly upstanding gentleman. Yes. Yeah, come on, mate. Think about <laughs> it. The AFL Trade Wizard's legit. He's going to cast a spell over the competition. Don't you worry. I just thought the way he was so aggressive towards the AFL Trade Whisperer, it had to be, you know,
0: someone like yourself. Yeah, weirdly aggressive towards the um, Gold Coast. well. <laughs> <it? laughs> that bloody podcast. Oh no. And Essendon, he really didn't <laughs> like Essendon. Anyway, we'll we'll chart how the AFL trade wizard goes in 2020 when that next rolls around. Uh Patreon, I mean the, the reason people supporting us via Patreon is the reason why we're able to do something like this that we're doing right now. You're away at the moment and we've done a bit of a link up. We've we've both set aside time to do it and Patreon really helps us out with that.
1: It's helped with some of the devices we needed to d- get this done and um you know, it'll just It'll all sort of come together, and we're hoping for big things by Christmas, but anyway...
0: Absolutely. Patreon.com slash hawktalkpod to jump on board there. And if you do so, at the $5 tier, you'll get whatever bonus episodes we put out. And we do intend to put some out. We have some things up our sleeve. Don't you worry about that. Uh, trade period 2019, Tiz. It's all done and dusted. Um, it would have felt like a long time on that Wednesday listening to trade radio. I'm, I'm frankly sick of hearing about tradey soap. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Although
1: well, no, they do need it. I've met a lot of tradies that definitely needed soap um prescribed for them, yeah, so, uh, you know, it has a market there. Uh... <laughs>
0: Absolutely it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was pretty good for Hawthorne to get some deals done with, without any real noise, then without fanfare, we just sort of got what we wanted and... Well, Patton played a very long game, mate, <laughs> from
1: work experience to unfortunately going to the Giants, which he must have been bummed about. No, no, no he, he enjoyed himself there, didn't he? And, uh, and then he's at Hawthorne now, but, jeez, uh, he looks very happy now. Looks like he belongs, and he's
0: only been there a week. <laughs> <laughs> Some players, it's just one of those things where you see them in the new Guernsey. Sometimes it doesn't look right, sometimes it does. This is definitely a case of the latter. He just looks good in brown and gold, does John Padding. Yeah, he's a very uh, formidable sort of specimen, isn't he? Oh, Big isn't control. he just? And that's, that's him slimmed down as well. going to
1: be a fantastic get-out target. For us. I, I kind of wish
0: Langford was still there,
1: you know? <laughs> just
0: <laughs> well, just for something different. You always wish he was there. Those,
1: those upcountry punt kicks, terrific, you know?
0: Yeah, he'd be on the end of those. Patton just launching his body at
1: them. It'd be great.
0: Now, just to recap, the John Patton deal went down as follows. Now, we got Patton for just, oh, what's this? Oh, just a future fourth round pick. Jeez, G- G- GWS is nice to us, aren't they? They must have done something with his salary. Hawthorne must have come to the party, I reckon. Uh, that must be the case, because at the time, throughout the trade period, the Giants came forth and they promised to play hardball with any deal involving Patton, only to pretty much cave in the end and give us exactly what we wanted. Graham Wright struck a deal identical to the one that helped us acquire Scully. like Literally, just a year <laughs> earlier... The fourth, future fourth rounder again, and Graham Wright is just an absolute genius. It is,
1: it is palpable genius, I think. But the other thing is, next year, it looks like nobody's third and fourth round of picks will actually belong to them. Like, they've all been traded so many times, it just... No one will have any idea. The poor... Work experience kid that's tracking all these events. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: unpaid AFL intern.
1: Are they unpaid? Or is that just at the Sydney Football Club? I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway he, he looks like he's, uh, he's ready. He's bouncing ready. I mean, he was ready to play a final if need be, although he would have been out of touch. You know, he's, he's, he's good enough or he's, he's well enough to play. So he gets a full pre-season, and then he plays for
0: us in round one. He's been building towards this for some time. Obviously, the reports of him training down at the uh, down at Waverley for quite a while, and now he's finally joined the club. Patton is excited to re- reignite his career at Hawthorne, according to this article, saying the move to this club is going to give me a lot of new life, new energy, and obviously getting to know a whole new game plan, new teammates, new coaches. It's something that's going to help my footy.
1: Well, he's from Roval. He's a local boy. Grew up. Loving the Hawks. He's got some idols at the club. It, it, it couldn't be better.
0: Now, just to recap, as I said, it, it's looking a lot more dangerous now. You've got the formidable duo of Lewis and Patton threatening to run right alongside the likes of an inform O'Brien, who can hopefully pick up where he left off. you got Bruce and Gunston still roaming around. You've got whatever small forwards we've got there. I mean, jeez, it's looking good. On paper, it's promising. I'm sorry, whatever small forwards we've got there. All I'm saying is we've got a little bit of versatility in that regard now. I mean, Poopolo signed on, which we'll get to a bit later. We can play Wingard down there. Hanrahan deserves more time. Um, Walker will hopefully earn a debut eventually. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, no, I can see that. Of course, I did want Burgoyne, of course, in the in the forward pocket. <laughs> that might happen. Can you imagine that? Patton and Burgoyne. Oh, could be terrific.
0: It's what dreams are made of. Now, to secure patent is, we traded on the future fourth-round pick that we received in the Sam Frost deal. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, everything's sort of just tessellated that way. Now, Frost... This is a complete about-face for me. (laughs) Um,
1: I've always hated Melbourne, with a passion. Just cannot stand it. But one of the blokes, blokes that I really wanted to... See fail whenever I attended the football was Sam Frost, um, <laughs> and in, invariably he did because he was a linchpin in the back six for Melbourne, and he was left uh, to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he couldn't do everything for the entire game. But I remember a few times, uh, specifically that time he he, he punched into the centre of the into the centre of the MCG almost. Reg (laughs) Grundy-like in the 2014 Grand Final. I was hoping you were going to mention that. And uh, it it just filled me with awe as to how he could possibly let that happen. But because he was unattended and he just punched it. Anyway, um, so this pick sort of confronts me in a way that makes me feel very, very um, sensitive. And I want him to do well, but... Also, I've heaped so much on him that I feel disingenuous and kind of dirty.
0: <laughs> oh, the queasiness that comes from this cognitive dissonance, Tiz. But apparently,
1: I'll be all right as long as I, you know, get on board with this Frostball <laughs> argument. Because apparently he can't play. He's not good at football. It's Frostball that he's all about.
0: Well, that's a thing about Frostball. <laughs> Whoa, oh, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a term that uh, originated from Demons coach Simon Goodwin because he was trying to describe how Frost plays. His manic attack on the ball, uh, his dash out of the back line and then jaw-dropping clangers by foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, the positive here is, by all accounts, Clarko has really begun to troubleshoot his game and try and turn him into a formidable weapon for the Hawks. Well, we've had a couple of those. Maybe...
1: maybe um... Tom Murphy didn't have the closing speed of Frost, which is something I really admire about Frost's game. Uh, he'll be good for that. I mean, as a third man up, what you're looking at with Frost, is that he can he can let Sicily run amok in defence, and uh, be a real, um, what's the word? Just back himself to intercept, and also be a real weapon when we go forward. Um, which is Sicily's best best use, as far as I can tell. Certainly, I don't see him going forward. Again, um, but gee, if if that can happen and we have Sicily and um, Scrimshaw coming off the back flank with their laser-like talents, it'd be great.
0: I mean, the backline, as I've said numerous times this year, has been our greatest asset in uh, 2019, and now heading into 2020. I mean, clearly we lost Birchall, who we went to, went up to Brisbane, but you still look at this backline and. Formidable though it was before, now we've got guys fighting for spots because impy has got to come back eventually. When he's fit and good to go, you'll have Impy knocking down the door and you've got Scrimshaw who has to play somehow. You've got Frost there as well. I mean, it's looking pretty good. And apparently Scrimshaw has a
1: way to go in terms of his output. Oh, if yeah. If you judge it by the uh, by the Peter Crimmins medal tally that he got. So, <laughs> so uh, they've got real demands for him. So we're looking at a back six that uh, will have... I mean, you're getting some ageing players there as well. There's going to have to be some turnover in the next couple of years with Stratton and Frawley, but everyone else there looks pretty sure. And if you have old heads doing the uh, the key the key defender roles, that's exactly where you want them.
0: That's right. Now, just to recap how this deal went down for Frost. Now, uh, obviously, in addition to Frost, we got picks 42 and 61 and that future fourth rounder that we used for Patton. as I said. We only gave away pick 50 and a future second round pick. So, I'm kind of liking what Wright's done there. That was good negotiating.
1: Well, I mean, Melbourne don't need him. They've got May and that other bloke they got from Adelaide that can't seem to get on lever. Uh, can't seem to get on the park. Um, I can see how he has excess to requirements, but they've got pretty much nothing
0: for him. No. Well, I mean, he was important this year for them. He played all 22 games. He averaged 13 disposals and four marks. So he was definitely required for the Demons this year. But, you know, heading into, heading into 2020, as you say, um, you are right. They've they've got enough to cover him now.
1: And I think he's done well to get out of the club, to be honest. Um his management has, has done well to do that. But you can also you can also see uh, what I was intimating earlier. Sam Frost looked really weak when he was so exposed to the constant onslaught that Melbourne were receiving. He was getting no, ha- no help out. And that won't happen at Hawthorne. where a structured defence. Clarko's a defence first coach. He will look far better at Hawthorne. And I can dare say there's plenty better options for him to handball... I mean we've had some ter- we've had some terrible kicks in our back 50 in in, in some of our best and most um, successful periods. so uh, we know how to work our way around that if frost if they can't correct it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Graham Wright highlighted the versatility of Frost as a chief selling point, saying, Sam is a fierce competitor and has excellent speed and agility, which allows him to play on tall and small opponents. He'll complement our defensive unit extremely well. We're excited to see what Sam can bring to the Hawks. I like the sound of that. Yeah, he
1: sounds like a Stratton, really. So they'll be hoping for... Anywhere near that output. Now, we get to the sad part where old Piddo left.
0: Yeah, that's right. What the hell did we
1: let that happen for?
0: Well, it wasn't in our plans. By all accounts, we wanted to keep him. Uh, There was a deal on the table, but I guess in the end, starved of opportunities, sitting third in line to Segler and McAvoy, it just wasn't going to happen, or at least...
1: Yeah, but only third in line. Yeah. Some blokes in the league are fourth. (laughs) Because you only play one ruck. You know, what's he...
0: Anyway... Good luck to him at Carlton. I like the guy. He'll be instantly on the park at Carlton, and that's what he wants. I don't begrudge it at all. No, they'll
1: they'll still only play one ruck, and they've got pinch-hit ruckman in their side as well. You know, the relief ruckman who played forward.
0: He'll get more of an opportunity at Carlton than he was ever going to get at Hawthorne in 2020.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Look, I I feel pretty confident in saying that. So we gave Pitternet and Pick 61 away. And we got picks 54 and 63 back. So further strengthening our draft hand, which is a plus.
1: So we're looking at the last uh, fully-fledged Hawk Ruck is um, Max Bailey, who's now in charge of Box Hill. Is that the last time we had a a Ruckman drafted by Hawthorne who actually (laughs) turned up in the... In the uh, first 22?
0: Yeah, I, I guess so.
1: None of the rest. And I mean, he didn't play many games, of course, hammered by injury, but we're not, we just don't develop our ruckman well enough, I don't feel.
0: Now, we heard from Richard at Hawk Talk Pod. Hey, boys, what are your thoughts on the Hawks grabbing Billy Longer as a backup ruck option to replace Mark Pitinet? And he goes on to ask about Jacob Townsend from the Tigers, who's been delisted to replace Shuey. Um, now, a note here. We'll get to the first part of this. Uh, apparently, Longer's retired, which. It took a little bit of research for me to find that. Yeah, well, the other bloke I had in mind was Tom Nichols at uh,
1: Gold Coast Suns, who performed really well early in his career. But both have retired. Um, Both seem to be out of love with the game. And I think Tom Nichols has suffered uh, concussion or continual concussions and uh, just...
0: uh... Well, it was the same as Longer. Is it?
1: Okay. So um, I see you've, you've put down Brooksby. He's been delisted from... From West Coast and and Lob who's come from Carlton.
0: The names I've put down here, this is merely spitballing. I'm not suggesting that any of them are like huge acquisitions in terms of their quality, but I, I mean I was just looking for delisted Ruckmans and as you say, Keegan Brooksby from West Coast, who couldn't really get a look in. Uh, is it Lobi or Lob from Carlton? Is it Lobi? I'm pretty sure it's Lobbitt. Okay, Lobbitt is. Uh, so he's done at Carlton. He is 30, but you've got to remember that we did try and take Tim Moore, who is also uh, an aged Ruckman. Um, he was a Ruckman, wasn't he? Well, Ruckman, key defender, really. Key yeah, defender, that's right. really, yeah. but he could have
1: done some chop out work in the Ruck. But you look at Box Hill now and there without a Ruck, really, apart from
0: uh, Reeves. Box Hill are deprived of their best performer this year, arguably. And, well, are most
1: consistent, I'd have to say. But uh, Hawthorne will be scouting the waffle and the SANFL for. I think there's a bloke running around the SANFL. He's about twenty nine. Boulderstone has looked at. I think he looked at being drafted in twenty fourteen, but he's um, he was uh, too fat to uh be recruited or something, so
0: Oh, uh, no no problem with that mate. Hawthorne's got a good history with drafting out of shape players. <laughs> oh Lakey. Uh what a summer that was. I was more thinking uh I was more thinking an unlikely bulky hero. All oh, right, Yeah, no, going further back as well. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna have
1: to pull one out of the bag. Apart from what's this um cult hero, Wily Buzzer? What are we Okay, so what makes him a cult hero for a, for a staff? I mean <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's usually... Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily always a good thing to be labelled a cult hero.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it can't be the ridiculous name, because basically all the Geelong recruits have
0: ridiculous names. Yeah, that's right. He's He's got some pals there. <laughs> um, no, Wiley Buzzer, I, I was searching for... Look, I'll be honest. I plugged into Google AFL delisted Ruckman, <laughs> and uh, Wiley Buzzer came up. He was, he's been touted as a ruckman. I'm like, really? I could have sworn he was a forward. Well, apparently he plays both. Yeah, it's not uncommon. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe we want to look at that. I don't know. I've also put Paul Hunter from Adelaide, Lewis Pierce from the Saints. Lewis Pierce was the Yank, wasn't he? Uh, is he? Oh, well, there you go. But they don't need any
1: more rucks on their list because they've got uh, Ryder and the other fella that turned up, Marshall. Yeah. And he just storming into being a fantastic ruckman. It's interesting to see how quickly Ratten has had an effect on that club. They can actually recruit players now.
0: Yeah, they did very well for themselves. <laughs> uh
1: Hilly got there in the end. I I thought that was touch and go, but he got there and God, he's making some money now, Brad Hill. Wow.
0: <laughs> he's done well. Done well for himself. I want to touch on the other teams in the trade period uh, in just a moment. We'll get back to Richard's question because he wanted to know about Townsend, who's been delisted from the Tigers. Is that a player we might be interested in or maybe not?
1: I have never seen a player go from, what is it, what do they say, chocolates to boiled (laughs) dollies as quickly as he did. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I think he'll fall totally out of AFL and even VFL. Probably it's
0: been such a fall from grace. I mean, he was 2017 premiership side, and now he's he's nowhere. Yeah,
1: well, he was recruited to GWS initially as well,
0: so. Actually, I, I say he's nowhere. Um, there are reports that GWS might be interested in getting him back. I mean, we'll is that say. right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be BS. Who knows? Around this time, it could be a thing. Uh, we heard from Jesse as well at Hawk Talk Pod. Just a real solid trade period, says Jesse. Got some real quality boosters in the back and forward line. Stocked up on a lot of draft picks, which is nice. Should be a real solid team competing for a top four position next year, in my opinion. Just a nice, well-rounded team. Well, I got to say, Jesse, I won't be that bullish. <laughs> I won't predict top four. I reckon top eight. I reckon that's realistic. We can at least push one spot further and qualify. You can't tell me that isn't on the cards.
1: Yeah, well, we're always aiming for finals, aren't we? But you've got to wait for the
0: fixture, um, which generally determines how well you'll go. <laughs> well, haven't we just seen that this year? Mm-hmm. We're always <laughs> waiting for the fixture, Tiz. Who knows when that fixture's coming? Yeah,
1: listen... I nearly threw out my number 16 Guernsey, uh, oh,
0: Nick. Come
1: on. After your rumours online. Oh. You're trying to get him out of the club or something. What was What was that all about?
0: A wild scuttlebutton innuendo from my good self. No, I. you're referring to the thing I tweeted about Isaac Smith might be out the door. Um, it's something I tweet. I, I don't take spreading information like that lightly. Um, but the fact was I, I felt I had good reason. It was a listener tip-off that essentially originated from an ex-hawk and teammate of Smith's who was unequivocal in his view that Smith was gone. Why would he be going? Well, that is the question, yeah. Was that was that embroidered upon or...? Well, I I put the feelers out. And I was asking, you know, sources, air quotes. Because this had been rumoured all year. Yeah.
1: This had been rumoured all year that the dogs were into him. and So it wasn't coming from nowhere.
0: I can understand why you went with it. Yeah, Graham Wright um, also had to refute it at numerous points in the, in the trade period. And people use that as an argument. Uh, you know, As soon as I tweeted about it, they're like, nah, Wright said it's not happening, so it's not happening. I'm like, well. <laughs> but uh, no, the fact was that many rumors circulating Smith and then this one came up. And I, I, you know, I'm a bit loath to go into any more detail because I don't want to sell the player down the river. But um, no, it was very strong male that he might go, and so I ran with it, and very pleased to be wrong because he's one of my favourites, and also he's very much a genuine character, and he holds the ethos of the club. That's why I would have been so disappointed to see him go as well, because you know he's such, he's so at the core of the morale of the whole place. Like he, he just lifts them. He's just got that energy uh, that keeps them all going. Now,
1: this next rumour you've, you've got in the rundown here, I hadn't even heard of this. This is, um, what, Bun- Bunny Port Adelaide put Robbie Gray on a plate, did they? Well, well, apparently. What's, what's going so, on there?
0: this is just something that comes out in the wash in terms of, it was sort of slid across the table to us, so to speak, well after the trade period was done and dusted. Now, rumour has it that, yeah, Port Adelaide wanted to put Robbie Gray on the table in a bid to ease the squeeze on their salary cap, which is allegedly part of what Wingard coming to Hawthorne was all about for them as well. That that helped them out enormously. Um, It didn't get done, the Gray thing, because apparently we dismissed it on the basis of the guy's age and the contract demands were a bit too much. Uh, A bit of talk that, speaking of Wingard, Gray doesn't get on well with him, so it might be disadvantageous to try and yeah i mean i' I haven't heard that before, but apparently that's what i'm that's what I'm told um whereas we just we, we were told last time that it was just Wingard
1: didn't get along with anybody <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he didn't get on with our blokes at some points this year oh yeah, but i i not, I don't mind that at all. He had those uh, kerfuffles in front of the m c g crowd uh, they made so
0: much of that I said at the time that i'd prefer him to be passionate
1: yeah
0: uh, it would be more worrying if he didn't care.
1: And I, I really like the photo we got sent, which then made the rounds on social media of Clarko just having a quiet word to Richard Douglas. Yeah, what is that all about, Tiz? Surely he's not going to offer Dick Doug a contract, is he? Well, would you? Probably not. I mean, he's a... He, what I do like about him is his motivation is incredible. He can lift himself to do anything. Um, Terribly professional, and I understand... He wasn't too happy at the end, and he doesn't feel like it should be the end of his career now. But um, uh, his efforts in those, in that final series they had were incredible. And I can see some upside to having him around the club. I definitely can, but I'm not sure that uh, I'd want to see him in our first 22 because it would mean that um, we weren't travelling that well, just as a barometer.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you do bring him on board as a like with a player contract, you'd really only give him one year as per our policy. And I guess my question following on from that is who loses their spot for Douglas? I mean He's not gonna relish running around in the VfL every week. No, no, it's just not gonna happen. So a few people pointed out on Twitter when we um when we got this photo circulating, uh that, you know, it could be a coaching thing. But again, I, I wonder what position it might be. I'm not really sure on that one.
1: Well I mean they have all those youth management and things like that. I mean, if we're uh, looking to get some more Adelaide players out of the Crows, then uh, he might be a good way to get them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, at the moment, it's not particularly difficult to extract anyone from that club.
1: They're in an interesting spot, really. They've got a hell of a lot of picks, and they're just trying to rejuvenate on the fly. Um, If their crowd turn against them, that's going to be one hell of a bonfire of a season. Anyway, it'll be entertaining, which is what it's about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, it is what it's about. It is a game, after all. And uh, we've got a guy here who's called time. He's bowed out of the game. Premiership swingman Ryan Schoenmakers has retired. This is sad news for this podcast, Tiz. We've been big fans of Shoei across the journey. It is a travesty. <laughs> I can't believe
1: they didn't offer him no. No, no. No, his, his, body, his body perhaps is past it, and I can understand that... Uh, He's now well back on his heels in terms of how easy it would be to get back into the first 22, but he's been an incredibly loyal servant of the Hawthorne Footy Club.
0: The time was right. I mean, injury restricted in this year is just six VFL matches, and as you say, even so, even a fit Sean Makers, it's very unlikely he was going to break into the side at any stage. And um, I mean, still, as Clarko said, though, he's going to be fondly remembered by fans as... As you say, are an incredible servant of the brown and gold. He was drafted with pick sixteen in two thousand and eight. He played one hundred and twenty-one games for the Hawks, culminating in the twenty fifteen premiership. He was awarded he was awarded life membership in twenty eighteen in recognition of ten years of service, Mr. Sean Markers, No, nah, I'm not going to joke about it anymore. Ryan Schoenmakers, we salute you. There's something about Chewy. Was he was there at our worst moments, and
1: and got exposed and. Um he got the he got the rough rolls, you know he just seemed to be in the wrong place, not as bad as Clinton Young being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he just seemed to be exposed at 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 times he had a hell of a workload in the back half, and we just weren't strong enough, and then we got lake and he was down injured, and so we didn't see him and he's very he just kept plodding along, you know, got his body right changed his positioning, started to play up forward. And then he showed up for the best, what I reckon, definitely the best forward half game of his career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Against West
1: Coast in that grand final. Would have absolutely shocked the coach's box of the Eagles, what was going on down there. You just can't plan for that. You cannot plan for that. And (laughs) it's just... oh. Adam Simpson spent time at Hawthorne. He would never have expected that.
0: His first mistake was writing off Ryan Schoenmakers. And he even played pressure acts, uh, and he was just so determined. He did a lot of good things that day. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of what, what, three big moments. Uh, I mean, he hits Rioli lace out. Yep. I mean, that was a terrific pass to spot him up in the forward 50. There's a big mark on the wing early. Yes, that was the other one I was going to mention. That was good as well. And that cannon of a goal. That'll go down in history as probably his best moment. Uh, Apart from the Frisbee, of course. (laughs) uh, Which is sensational. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a terrific career for him and
1: um, I'm very pleased he got the reward.
0: Now, in terms of departing Hawks, I guess we better talk about Grant Birchall as well.
1: Grant will go down as one of the all-time greats at the Hawthorne Footy Club. Um, A left foot that never missed. Um, An incredible awareness around the ground of where he should be mind you he had hodge yelling at him most of the time um, well we just we're just speaking about shuey but uh, his pressure acts resulted in that uh, virtual goal in the 2015 grand final and as soon as that went through that was such a momentum shift you know that he would that he would take it upon himself to just leave his man take up all that space and then rapier like left foot straight through you just, uh, that that goal off a half-back line, it's just
0: terrific. And hopefully we see that from, from Sicily, you know, going forward. It was probably Birchall's last great act for the club. The, the same game he was injured against North, that final goal that he kicked, it was so trademark. It's exactly what he was uh, so good for in attack. But, I mean, in terms of, of a defender... Do they come much more dependable than Grant Birchall? I mean, what a fantastic career. What a servant. Well, until he was injured, he was just so consistent. There every week. He
1: was never really um, saluted either. Do you know what I mean? He was never really acknowledged.
0: No, no. I mean, you you look at that photo. That photo with the the four-time premiership players at the end of the uh, 2015 grand final. Mm -hmm. And... I would, I would say he's the least celebrated of that group.
1: Well, he did get inducted into the Tasmanian Hall of Fame.
0: Well, that's something. But I, I guess in terms of the conversation around that era and those players, I, I think there's a few players in that group that automatically steal the spotlight.
1: Well, I mean, he never got the possessions. Um, but he was just unerringly useful. And he made the best decisions coming off that halfback flank. And when he wasn't there, we really noticed.
0: What a luxury to have a player that you just simply never had to second guess. He's so dependable, so reliable. Um, he just served us for such a long, consistent period of time. Uh, yeah, he, he, go, he goes down as a great of Hawthorne, unquestionably. Um, his Stats will prove that. Like yeah, the, the medals alone will prove that, but uh, anyone who's seen him across the journey will know just how good he was.
1: Yeah, he was brave too. He put his body on the line. He um, he made sure no one was ever exposed, and I particularly remember Birchall's ability to yell back at Hodge uh, <laughs> <laughs> during that three-peat um, he, in no uncertain terms every now and again. So... No, I didn't mean to discredit him there by saying that Hodge sort of No, no. You know.
0: I think people get what get what you mean. Um speaking of that, sorry, I was looking for a gift approach today. I settled upon a goal uh, the gunston kick from the boundary against the cats. Uh but when I was looking through my little archive of gifts that I have, I found the one of um Sicily and Jeray arguing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh choice words. Yeah. Well,
1: still my favourite is when um, Campbell Brown's yelling at the umpire in the uh, 2008 grand final and Hodgie tells him to shut up.
0: Yes. And yeah. grabs
1: him. Remember that? Yes, oh, I do. That is Just sort fantastic. of throws him backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. <laughs> so he arrived in 2006 with uh, Pick 14, which he wore on his back, and uh, it's just a f- terrific career from Grant Burchill, and certainly that is the
0: end of the era, I think we can say. It is. It is officially now. that That is it, finally. I mean, ignore what the media have had to say over the years. Now it's the end of an era. Uh, as he shuffles off to Brisbane, and I think he'll do well there in a, in a Hodge-type role, they'll get plenty of use out of him. And uh, we thank him for such an amazing career to date in the brown and gold.
1: The fact that he didn't seem to have missed a beat when he came back into the Hawthorne side. I know he went down injured again, but he looked just the same player. Um, and he got a number of possessions. Uh, just easily. He just reads the game so well. He'll do well up there, so uh, best of luck to him, and you can't begrudge his his leaving, but uh, it's a sad event. And another champion moves on to greener pastures for their last years. Mm.
0: Now, from a four-time Premiership Hawk to a three-time Premiership Hawk, Paul Paupola is going around again, Tiz having signed a one-year contract extension to remain with the Hawks. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, Well done, Pops. Um, Steering the club down there. Uh, (laughs) Finally got the money he wanted, obviously. Didn't want to sign too early. Uh, Is that right?
0: Uh, Sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cohen. he was one of our most consistently um, performing players this year. You knew exactly what you could expect. The goals weren't there, but uh, he put himself, his body, all his efforts into being the best he could, and he was remarkably consistent for us, so I think his contracts deserved and um not really sure why they uh held out so long on pops because it doesn't appear that anyone else under him has the uh what's the what's the word the uh, hunger to engage in that kind of pressure
0: well. When all was said and done with season twenty nineteen, he was rated among, among the best in the league for forward fifty pressure acts. I think it was something like ranked fourth, something like that. It was, it was insane. Okay, that's that. That's massive
1: for a bloke of his age. You know, you can't imagine uh, Stevie Johnson doing that. So <laughs> <right>. <laughs> there aren't there aren't many pressure forwards running running around and impacting games like Poppy does. Mm. Uh, at, at his age. We, we had rumours that we were after Papley. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. we would have shifted Poppy on. So perhaps that's why the contract was delayed or the announcement was delayed.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, the good thing for Poopolo now, and indeed the fans, is we get to ride out what you'd assume. We'd, you'd assume he'd play 10 games and he'll notch up his 200.
1: Yeah, excellent. And that's something we missed out with Grant, of course. Yeah. The two the 250th. So, um which he would have been able to just get in before he left Hawthorne if he hadn't got injured again.
0: Anyway, Graham Wright was pretty pleased with the deal, uh, saying, We've had open conversations with Paul and his management throughout the trade period, and all parties understood a few things needed to play out before a decision could be made. We're really pleased, there it is, that really pleasing, uh, that we're able to retain Paul's services for at least another year. Yeah, that's good. So
1: maybe Paul was looking at some other options himself. I'm sure Gold Coast and maybe even Sydney would have been interested in the pressure forward. So, uh,
0: what about the other blokes that got delisted? One of your faves. Yeah, I I guess we have to get to the complete wrap of the list changes now. Uh, One of my faves, um, Caden Brand. I thought he might be safe, but nope, out the door. Well, they've decided they've spent too much on shoulder strapping, I reckon.
1: Just (laughs) moved him on. He's a strange fella... Caden Brand, he got mentored by uh, Lake who raided him early and then he came into the side and he had a couple of really good games where he seemed to be playing a Birchall-like role and then they gave him a key key, uh, back role again and he never really relished the uh, one-on-one stuff but he never did too badly. Um, You could see that he was slowly improving but obviously not quick enough. Frost comes in, Brand
0: out. As is Taya Miles, he leaves as well. No surprise there. I mean, the writing was on the wall.
1: Yep, he's been hanging around on the list. He was lucky to get a contract last year. Darren Minchington was offered a contract last year. Came from the clouds, didn't really expect that. Um, Delisted. I think he did his hamstring three times, so they just can't uh, wait around for that anymore. Dave Mirror. Played early this year and, and wasn't cited again and so I think Dave Mirror leaves Box Hill as well and goes and finds a contract somewhere else earns a bit of money. David Mirror was um he was best and fairest for Box Hill wasn't he again? Yeah, and I mean he wasn't even playing there for till a little bit later in the year. So an excellent player, uh, excellent VFL player, gets a little bit exposed with the uh, um what would you say the patterns of movement in AFL ends up on the on the wrong opponent um, then Tim Moore had a car crash injury and and uh, has retired and then we've got uh, mark mark Pitnett traded out which is unfortunate but uh, you have to you have to honor the player and their commitment to their own progress so mark doesn't see Hawthorne as being the future for him which is fair enough we're probably done a few things to try and bring some, um, fellas in ahead of him in the, in the rack running. And, um, I mean, if Segler had left and we understand he was offered a contract else elsewhere, he probably would have stayed. But now he just, um, he just goes to Carlton and and then, of course, Ruffy and Sean Markers retired. I mean, why Sean Markers Old habits die hard. There's some change over there, though, isn't there? That's, uh,
0: that's nine changes to the list. Yeah, it's pretty significant. Um, now, Steve at Hawk Talk Pod he asks us, you may cover it anyway, but is there any interest in any of the delistings from other clubs? Um, uh, any that spring to mind? Well, apparently Richard Douglas heads, heads the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, apart from Douglas.
1: Well, there were a few from Carlton. Um, there was a bloke called Kim Lebois or Lebois. <laughs> Lebois. Now, now he was surely not Le Boys. Kim, K-Y-M, Lebois. Kim K Y M L E B O I S. Now he was rated by Bucky as being an incredibly gifted footballer, and they obviously haven't got the best out of him. Also, Jared Gartlett has gone off that list. Yeah, remember him. I do. <laughs> he um, he burned us a couple of times a few years ago. Uh, ben Keys is off the list at Brisbane. So is Josh Walker. Now Josh Walker could be an interesting chop out. I, I was interested in both of those guys actually. Hmm. So Ben Keys is just another midfielder on that list of midfielders they have at Brisbane, um, and uh, he could he could be useful if we're looking for youth um, coming through the midfield. But we're getting Tom Mitchell back, so it's hard to see where he would fit. We're probably being a little bit greedy there. And we've still got cousins who'll be... Yeah. Josh Walker, um, who we know from Geelong and has then gone to Brisbane. If you're looking for some kind of bloke that can swing forward and back, he might be an option, but there's no real future there. Uh, Shane Kirsten, remember him?
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: From Geelong? Right. He ended up at Frio and then had a real fracker with uh, Ross Lyon. And has been delisted and turned his back on the AFL. Uh, don't think he'll be coming back. Wiley Buzzer, which we've already mentioned. Now, Billy Stretch.
0: Billy Stretch. gone from the
1: Ds. Great name. Deserves to be given an AFL contract just on the name <laughs> uh, alone. I don't know what's happened with Billy, but I was surprised. to. And then the next one I saw, which indicates how quickly I was reading, from the Western Bulldogs, Nathan Rovat who I believe was picked up with the uh, draft pick we gave for Brian Lake no, is that right? to the Dogs. And then he was traded to North. Yeah, so, I, I was uh, going, hang on, wasn't he a North player? Yeah, he got picked up by the Dogs initially and then he was traded to North. Um, and um, then I uh, had Jacob Townsend and, and uh, Maston was some someone Jacob Maynard thought we might be looking at as a halfback line option with a bit of experience. Our listeners come through with the goods, don't they? Yeah. Oh, it's great having the conversation. But I, I just don't I just don't I just don't see a lot of talent there that Hawthorne are you know, we're not one to dive into the into the bin of other other clubs talent, are we?
0: Never really done that. Uh no I guess not. No, and, and certainly there's no one on the list right now Of those delistings where I'm like, yeah, I'm really desperate to get them in the club. Although, I shouldn't say that, because I think Segler is exactly that, (laughs) actually. I think He was delisted by the Pies, wasn't he? Now i come to think of it. I mean, of course there are going to be exceptions, but I think right now with this year, I I could make arguments for some of these players, but I'm not going to lose sleep over not getting them. Oh, I might lose sleep over the ruck. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, I'm looking at it going, a couple of injuries, what are we doing? Well, that's something for sure that we have to look at. Uh, we do need to shore up our ruck stocks again now that pitto is gone. That's again. I don't. I don't think that's something that Hawthorne planned on, and now it's a problem that we have. So that's unfortunate. No, no, exactly. We might
1: end up um, making a Nash decision there. So uh, <laughs> we don't want to be forced into that, do we? I've been. I've been working on that for a few days. Did I deliver that well? Because that was great. I
0: enjoyed that a lot. You picked up the crowbar and away you went. <laughs> Uh, Connor Nash in the ruck, that'll be good. I can see that working. I mean, this is something we flagged on this podcast a long time ago now, and the fact that it could actually happen is insane. Ruck wing, ruck wing, <laughs> the famous dual position of ruck wing. It's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy seeing that select card with ruck
1: slash wing. Be great.
0: I mean, you look at the you look at the team sheet that they print in, like the paper or whatever, or the AFL record. And you know how they're never, they are never, they throw a couple of curveballs every now and again, <laughs> and sometimes players aren't where you expect. Nash will be anywhere on that park, and you're like, oh yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, our development
1: is pretty damn good, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened.
0: So, small forward, wingman, ruck. <laughs> tall
1: small forward, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a tall poppy. I love how we keep <laughs> that going. We, we get to keep that for another year. Yeah, there's another crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Full of crowbars on the Hawk Talk podcast. What I was
1: alluding to was our development is uh, unparalleled, even in even when we're denied a team oh. in the AFLW.
0: Oh. Jeff, if you're listening, when's it going to happen? Come on, we're waiting.
1: Yeah, I'd noticed that uh, Ash Brown was getting a bit tetchy about it as well. He's asking Lucy Race uh, when we're finally going to get an AFLW team. I'm not sure there was a, pri- a reply forthcoming, but uh it should be good
0: when it finally happens. We've certainly got some players destined to return to the club. Well, I kind of think all the Hawk people are on the same page. We're all kind of just sitting there, just shrugging our shoulders like, come on, like, is it our, tu- is it our turn yet? What's the hold-up? But anyway, I mean, if anything holds us in good stead, it's the fact that we're producing a lot of players. Seven of Hawthorne's VFLW players are brought onto senior lists this year as part of the AFLW draft. Now, among them, we had our best and fairest recipient, Rosie Dillon, who's off to St. Kilda, along with our captain, Tamara Luke. And then uh, young gun, Laura McClellan is headed to Richmond. Serena Gibbs will be at Carlton. Jordan Memory is going to play with Collingwood. And then lastly, how about this? Talia Raiden and Chantella Pereira, who we're fans of as well, uh, headed out west to the Eagles. They've got a big, big trip ahead of them. Yeah, Chantella got best on the ground in the Premiership. Very memorable game, that one. Uh, now, you speak of Lucy Race before. Uh, I noted a tweet that she sent out uh, after the AFL draft, AFLW draft was concluded. She said, The Hawks boasted the largest draft export of any of the VFLW clubs. That's a fact, Tiz. That's 100% true. And she continues, what an endorsement of the program at Hawthorne VFLW. It's frustrating that we don't have an AFLW license, but I'm so proud of the investment that club is making in women's football. One for all and all for one. Yeah, I mean, the AFL are just using us as a bloody um, women's footballing factory so uh, they can get stuffed. Jeff Kennett is saying the exact same thing behind closed doors. You know it, so I'm not going to begrudge you saying that. Well,
1: I mean, I don't mean to channel Jeff, but if you, <laughs> it works, <laughs> <laughs> now I reckon Jeff, I reckon Jeff might have stepped in on the Finn question as well, don't you?
0: <laughs> How do you mean?
1: Do you reckon they'd be wondering? Do you think they're wondering what Jeff's feeling about Finn McGuinness might be, or do you think he's been forthright and told him exactly where he wants Finn to be playing next year.
0: I just hope that the fans are looked after because if Finn McGuinness doesn't end up at Hawthorne, there's going to be outcry. All right, mate. Okay,
1: let's imagine. Oh no, this won't work because you like crappy films. Um, <laughs> so, but let's let's imagine that you get a twenty percent offer for a discount ticket to any film, and you still don't go. How much do you not want that film? In your life. <laughs> 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 We've got a 20% discount on Finn McGuinness, and if we don't take him, that is... We just don't want him at the club. As something... Wrong with him. Uh, you're talking like that's a realistic possibility. You, do you really think that we won't... No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you get a 20% discount on something and you still don't go for it, you definitely don't want it in the first place. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a, that's a fair cop. Yep. In any case, I don't think that anyone will bid before before 10. Well, what, do we pick 11 now after the hand handout to... Uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, pick eleven. So I don't think there's a bid coming for Finn that early, and I think we'll be right to pick him up with the with the loose change
0: of draft picks we have ready for him. Well that's right. We heard from Paul at Hawk Talk Pod, will pick thirty be enough to draft the Finn boy? And uh I would say so. Um it'll all be about just I wonder what we do with pick eleven. We'll get to that in a sec. But after pick eleven we might just try and ride it out for as long as possible until a team happens to select him, and then we'll just match it. But, uh, I mean... Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what we'll do. Even if it gets to pick 30, we won't be picking Finn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, we can just keep on holding on if we want to, and we probably should at that point. Yeah, just keep holding back. Uh, it'll be fine. And we can also go into arrears. So... He's ours for the taking, and we can get him. If he's not taken at pick 10, and then it comes to us, we might as well just keep on holding off. Exactly.
1: And that's exactly what they'll do. But they'll they'll have their own draft order uh, worked out. And Finn, what we're basically doing is we have the opportunity to take a middle first rounder and a late first rounder is how I see Finn. But we're taking that with only one pick in the first round. So it's a fantastic opportunity for us. And the fact that uh, Pitnet walked to Carlton, whose people seem to think are a threat on bidding on Finn, uh, walked to Carlton for very little, I think there might have been some nodded
0: agreement that they wouldn't perhaps do the dirty on Finn. I don't mean to be cynical about this, but is that really how this business works? Do you remember that Carlton
1: helped us get uh, Jager O'Meara a couple of years ago? Yes, yep. And there was absolutely no reason for them to do so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, swings and roundabouts, my friend. There are certain blokes, certain teams you can negotiate and know they have your back and and you can have theirs in the future. And I feel that Carlton and Hawthorne have that relationship and um, Essendon has that with nobody.
0: (laughs) Oh, come on. Can we we talk about Dodoro now? Didn't we do that last time? Oh, did we? Well, the trade period's happened since. I feel like there's more to talk about. Well, all right. Briefly, briefly.
1: Now... Mission accomplished is what Essendon tweeted, which is just thumbing your nose at history. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the things that come to mind of George W. Bush on that, uh, that cruiser or whatever it was. And, 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 and then after that, we, of course, had Chris Scott, where he said mission accomplished. And now the, uh, the media liaison or the social media liaison at Essendon has put them right in it. With that. It's just wonderful. It's And it's on message, as far as I can tell. It definitely was, definitely felt like mission accomplished for um, Adrian Dodoro when he got a bloke that Brisbane didn't need in Cutler <laughs> to the club. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, you can definitely respect the fact that he's made a bloke, Danaher, who will possibly just walk out on the club at the end of the year having feigned injury in a Lockie Henderson style. Which would be absolutely magnificent, and uh, Robbo would ha- would have a, would have a fit all year. It would be it would be like manic depressive Robbo for the whole year. It would. Be... <laughs> they're in a very strange position because they they're all Australian players are basically all over thirty, and um, their ruck Andrew Phillips has come across from Carlton. Uh, and they've still got that Bell Chambers fellow hanging around. They, their list looks shocking. They haven't won a final for God knows how long, although we can check with that Twitter page if we really want to know how many days it is. <laughs> and uh-huh. and now Adrian Dodoro is claiming mission accomplished, and this is the best thing for Essendon, and it's palpably not,
0: and nobody wants to be there. All right, I'm just going to have to get you to pump the brakes, Tiz, because... It's all going to be fine for Essendon. They're just going to make Joe Danaher fall in love with the club again. It's going to be great. I mean, if that happens to make Adrian Dodoro sound like a scorned ex-lover who would keep someone tied up in his basement, then fine. (laughs) That's awful. That's so bad. Come on, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? What a miserable time. I will
1: make you love me. This is the kind of relationship he's going
0: for. You were happy once, we can be happy again. That's a kind of fateful... It doesn't matter which way you slice it. It just sounds terrible. I'm just cringing in my seat. It's not a supportive message. It's not a message of we know uh,
1: Joey's struggling at the moment, but we're sure we can get through that with him and bring him out the other side and he'll see that this is the best place for him to be and given his family history, etc., and the famous name, we'd really love to have a best career, but if it doesn't work out, yada, yada. It's not that. It's He's wrong. We're going to change his mind, um, <laughs> and that's how it's going to go. I mean, we have no fear about it, and uh, we've actually been consulting some people who reckon they'll be able to change his mind pretty well. Um, they're from Adelaide. <laughs> um, they're a bus
0: touring company. <laughs> we washed the blindfolds. We booted up the stereo. <laughs> When the psychology of football
1: uh, really comes to the fore is when players want out and players want out of Essendon and I can understand why. And if he just chooses to put his head in the sand, they're only going to make it worse.
0: We should steer things back to Hawthorne territory. Uh, We heard from Wiley at Pod, Assuming there isn't a bid on Finn before pick 11, it'll be a successful off-season, bookend, key position player, plus Finn and a top young pick Fingers crossed for Finn. So I'm telling you, the Hawthorne faithful, they're very keen on the young lad. Well, let me put it this way. We were having a go at him for performing so well at the draft
1: camp or, you know, the combine. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's an athlete before he's a footballer, okay, which is why he's not going to be bid really early. So he has all the necessary attributes, but the development is going to take some, some going. okay? Like his dad performed, he was a terrific athlete, um and took a while to get the footballing nouse. Okay, so he's not a footballer first. We're looking at... If you remember Trent Crowe, how fast and explosive he was, and he could get away from people, but he could never hit a man on the on the chest. That's the kind of thing we're looking at with um, McGuinness. Now, if you're looking at Anderson or Raoul, uh you're getting a player that's hitting people on the chest, running out of packs, um, you know, crouched over, still controlling the ball. So that's the difference there. And um, while I would have loved to have made an attempt to get to pick two or something like that to nab Anderson, it was never going to happen. AFL wouldn't let that happen. Um, And that would have meant, because that's a perfect position. We know there's not going to be a bid on McGuinness at pick one. So if you have pick two, you know you can just stock up 30s and 34 and 36 or whatever um, and take whoever you want to pick two. But uh,
0: wasn't to be. Now, the question for some Hawks fans, given all this, if we're not going to pick Finn with pick 11, is obviously, well, what are we going to do with pick 11? And uh, Cal Twomey has released his Phantom Form Guide for the draft. And oh, yeah. At okay. number 11. Well, you yeah, read into this what you will. You might be cynical about I it. I mean, but... he's a lovely bloke, but I've, I don't remember him getting any of these right. <laughs> well, it's, it's a tough game, isn't it? It's a chumps game predicting things. Uh, but number 11... Uh, pick number 11, he reckons, will be Dylan Stevens. Yeah, who, who is he when he's at home? <laughs> so, he's from South Australia, Norwood. Uh, he's a midfielder, 183 centimetres, 74 kilos. Uh, seeing vision of him, it kind of reminds me of Isaac Smith, to be honest. That's the kind of thing he could bring to the team. Oh, do we need another wingman, do we? Well, I mean, look at our wingman stocks at the moment. It's going to have to be something that's dressed eventually. Oh, wingman are a dime a dozen. I wouldn't be
1: wasting a... Top ten pick on him, would you? I mean, wh- where do we get Brad Hill, and where do we get Isaac Smith? No, we uh, we don't
0: need we
1: don't need to do that.
0: Well, that's it. That's the end of that. <laughs> We've put paid to that. That's
1: it. No Dylan Stevens for Hawthorne. No, I don't see that happening at all. But you're dead keen on uh, Dylan Stevens. You're sold. That's uh, that's what you want.
0: That's what you think the team needs. I uh, I like the idea of adding some pace to a traditionally. Not so quick, Hawthorn side. We haven't been a quick side for many, many years now, and I, I look at Isaac Smith's age, and I, I still can't really shake off those persistent ideas that he doesn't want to be there or will take a longer offer. I mean, what, he's like thirty, isn't he? So then comes in that we come into that policy where he only gets one year, and I just yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm worried about that. But we've got more, and we've got Scully. There's legs in those boys, yet. Hendo will have to finish up at some point as well, who we like playing on a wing. and I don't know. I, I don't think it's crazy to start shoring up that position, and more more could be something. We, we're yet to know that for certain. Um, I actually wouldn't mind playing CJ on a wing. I, I could see that being a good idea. I don't think he has at any point with us, so that would be the only thing that we'd need to properly develop it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's an area of interest for mine. I'm not completely sold on Stevens, but I'm not ruling it out either. I would have thought someone like Will Gould would be quite good for us. So we have Will Will Gould and Will Gould. It, it will, yeah, we would. 191
1: centimetre, third, third tall. Um, or he could play half-back. But he has an amazing kick, which is something that Hawthorne always looked for.
0: It is. Will be as Gould as Goulds. Wow. <laughs> See? Look. I mean,
1: even Robert would appreciate that one. Uh, <laughs> or Fisher McCaskey, I can see him coming. I just want a big fella turning up at the club. Yeah. Okay. Well I see? Do you want? Do you want a defender? I'm looking at Frawley. I'm going. And I've got Kaczynski there. I know that. But we've also got Stratton coming off the coming off the list sooner than rather than later. And I just. Uh, I know Adelaide are just pumping out defenders left, right and centre, but I'm not sure we're going to pick up one. Well,
0: there's a long time to play out before we head to the draft. Uh, I mean, what, we're, we're looking at another month, so a lot of speculation happening in between. And no uh, dedicated radio station or platform to take care of it. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, no, well, we will be back to do a draft special of sorts. And uh, when you're back in town, mate, we'll, um, we'll try and pump out some bonus stuff as well i'll have a bit more time on my hands uni will be done very soon and yeah we'll we'll get something for uh the listeners and indeed the patreon subscribers as well patreon.com slash hawk talk pod if you want to help support this show uh itunes you can rate and review us there jump on board there twitter at hawk talk pod we'll keep on building that community surging towards two thousand followers you can find us on facebook too facebook.com slash hawk talk pod Uh, If it wasn't already obvious, we are wrapping up for this Trade Recap episode. Back sooner rather than later. This has been the Hawk Talk Podcast Trade Period Recap. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.